Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Uh, last week we talked at the, uh, about the power of Thanksgiving. We're going to continue. This is the conclusion <clears throat> of that class and series. Listen, this is so critical, uh, the importance of Thanksgiving. And, and we as believers, we know that we should be thankful, right? <clears throat> we should be grateful. We should be praisers, worshipers, thankers, and all of that, <clears throat> but there's more involved, a lot more involved in Thanksgiving than just being grateful. <clears throat> One of the things that happens when we are thankful is it helps us not, we're not just looking back at all of God has done and thanking Him and grateful for that, <clears throat> but Thanksgiving helps us look forward or look ahead to what He's going to do. Because what God did in our past, Bill, and we're more thankful about it, we're reminding ourselves of everything that God has done, and it builds faith that He'll do it again. <clears throat> what He did in the past in our lives, He's still God, isn't He? <clears throat> he never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our thanksgiving helps us to look forward to what He is going to do. <clears throat> Ephesians 3. 20 says, now to him who is able to do, listen to this, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. <clears throat> that is an outrageous promise from God in his word. He is able to do more exceedingly abundantly above. You know, when Paul wrote that verse, he really Paul was uh, an extremely intelligent man, uh, and he knew uh, uh, Greek literature. He knew the he knew grammar, the grammar of his day. But he kind of broke the rules of of the the language when he wrote this because he heaped upon adverb upon adverb, exceedingly abundantly above. He had to. He had to add again and again because of how, what he wanted to express. And so we need that expectation for what God's going to do in the future, especially, I think, in the times that we're living in. Uh, we live in such uncertain times. We need to know God's certain. God is not, God's not a big question mark about the future. He is, he's got a big exclamation mark. And so our thanksgiving to God, when we thank God, we build expectation and hope for what He's going to continue to do. And I want to encourage us all to be more thankful because it releases the power of God's possibilities in our life. Now, I want to repeat that. Being thankful releases God's possibilities in our life. First uh, Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 says, no matter what happens, tell yourself, no matter what happens. He says, no matter what happens, always be thankful for this is the will of God, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. <clears throat> See, the problem is when we run into difficulties, we, get, we can get stuck in those difficulties. And uh, I... 
understand what it is to be in difficulties and go through something that's difficult. What our problem can be in those times is we can get stuck just looking at what is and what helps us to get unstuck is to be thankful for what Jesus has already done. He saved us, didn't he? Uh, last week, I asked how many across the, the room had uh, received uh, a healing in their bodies at least one time, and, and most of, of you responded that at least one time or some time or another, God healed you in your body. God has met our needs. We are, we are all of us here sitting here in this room <clears throat> are prosperous in Him. And none of us look at it. We don't think of ourselves as rich, but we compare ourselves with others <clears throat> here. Uh, if we were to compare ourselves with what a lot of the rest of the world lives at, we would understand that we are, we are really rich. <clears throat> we, uh, most of us have our own cars. We not only have cars, but we build houses to put our cars in. We call them garages. And so we really are prosperous. And so we, we need to be thankful. <clears throat> Praise and thanksgiving, we talked about this last week, just a, a little uh, refresher, are the way into God's presence. Psalm 100 verse 4 <clears throat> says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. We can experience more of God's presence when we are thankful. And so there's a lot of us that, again, and going back to the thing about getting stuck, there are times when we're going through things and we feel like we're stuck, just focused on what's happening. And again, the way to get unstuck is by being thankful to God. And when we do, we begin to experience more of His presence. Sometimes we're, we're wondering, how, you know, how do I experience more of God in my life? How do I uh, call attention or how do I recognize His presence in a greater way in my life? By being thankful. When we are thankful and when we express it to God, you know, we get unstuck. Uh, we, it, we, can, we can be tired, we can be worried, uh, we can be angry, but what can happen in those times as we begin to thank God uh, for who He is and what He's done in our life, and then the presence of God just begins to come in on, on our thanksgiving. You know what it really is, is God's presence is always there with us. He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. The Holy Spirit was promised to be our comforter, that he would, Jesus said He will abide with us forever. So God doesn't come and go. What happens is we become less aware of His presence. And so how we become more aware of His presence is by our thanksgiving. Calls attention to who He is and what He does in us. Somebody say, I believe that. So we talked about last week, there's a way we can bring heaven to earth. Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way, our Father who art in heaven, <clears throat> hallowed is thy name. Holy is your name. Set apart is your name. He's, and what he's talking about there is you, you begin to uh, call attention to our heavenly Father and then praise him. 
holy is your name. I'm praising. And uh, then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can bring heaven to earth when we begin to thank God. Colossians 3.15, and I'm going to draw on this verse uh, in again in a little bit, but it says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were also called in one body and be thankful. Tell yourself, I'll be thankful on more than Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Good. Uh, okay, so we're going to look at several principles of the power of praise and thanksgiving uh, tonight, and the first one is Praise and thanksgiving are the way to wholeness, W-H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S, -S, wholeness. Wellness or wholeness includes our whole being. Every one of us is uh, a triune being. Uh, we, are, we are three parts. That doesn't mean we're schizophrenic. It just means that we have three parts to us, body, soul, and spirit. Okay, there's a story in Luke 17 that is a perfect example of how wholeness is brought with thanksgiving. It's fairly lengthy, but I'll read it out to you tonight. <clears throat> Luke 17, 11 through 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, <clears throat> when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? <clears throat> and he fell on his face at his feet giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Samaritans were a uh, uh, mixed race, part Hebrew, part Jew, and part Gentile. And so they were kind of shunned by the, uh, by the Jews because they were of mixed blood. And so uh, he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are there nine? And there are not found uh, that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. The point here is, ten lepers were healed, but one was made whole. The ten lepers, and, and this is the story, they came to Jesus, help. Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed or they were healed. One of them came back, fell at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And then Jesus said, there were ten, where are the nine? Only this one has returned to give God glory. And he says, arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. The word that's used whole here is the Greek word sozo, and it means wholeness in the fullest sense of the word, body, soul, and spirit. And it even includes provision. And somebody said, thank you, Jesus. 
Uh, this guy's thankfulness bought, brought him in the perfect wholeness, body, soul, spirit, and his needs were going to be supplied. When we are thankful, we bring wholeness into our life. When we, and I'm not talking about just giving thanks over a meal, but as we practice giving thanks through the course of our day, it brings wholeness into our life. It means forgiveness of sins, healing, and a whole lot more. Tell yourself a whole lot more. <clears throat> All right, I want to look at some of the, uh, I put the benefits of wholeness, and really this is just a few because uh, there are so many benefits of wholeness, but we're going to talk about uh, a couple. And the first one is wholeness means emotional well-being. Every one of us here tonight needs this, emotional well-being. I, I do, don't you? And so, again, Colossians 3.15, we read it earlier, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were also called in one body and be thankful. So if you're wondering, how do I let the peace of God? See, we read verses like this sometime and say, he says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I want to let the peace of God rule in my heart, don't you? So how do we let the peace of God or how do we allow or give entrance to the peace of God in our hearts? It's by being thankful. Thankfulness and God's peace uh, go hand in hand. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 talks about this. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Thankfulness is a key to emotional well-being. When we are, are thankful and practice thanksgiving through the course of our day, we experience more of the peace of God. Okay? Satan is a, a thief and a robber, isn't he? In John 10.10, Jesus said, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. <clears throat> One of Satan's main goals is to steal our mental health. <clears throat> and I don't want him to have my mental health. I, uh, our mental health has been purchased for by the blood of Jesus. <clears throat> and so Satan tries to rob and steal our mental health, emotional well-being, by oppressing us. <clears throat> the origin of the word oppress that's used in the Bible literally means to press. To oppress means to weigh down, to feel heavy, and all of that. And so Jesus came to destroy the power of the enemy to oppress us. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, he says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. One of the ways we cooperate with Jesus to bring uh, and to receive healing from oppression, oppression is by praise and thanksgiving. Amen. When we are thankful 
what happens is that oppression begins to lift, and we're going to talk about that more in just a moment. I looked up some statistics on depression. I don't necessarily agree with all of these, but they are statistics. So depression is one of the most common mental disorders today and accounts for a full 10% of productive years lost throughout the world. Depression occurs in people of all social classes, all countries, and all cultural settings. This is one of the statements I don't really agree with, but I, I should have just taken out of your notes. But it's there, so I'm going to read it, and then you can just scratch through it. Okay? And this is why. One in four women and one in ten men can expect to develop depression during their lifetime. I don't believe there's that much of a disparity between women and men and depression as, as much as it says here, but that was it, and so you can just scratch that out. <laughs> About half of the cases of depression is unrecognized and untreated. Depression costs the United States an estimated $53 billion each year. As God's people, we are called to something better than depression. And again, talking about how to deal with depression, oppression, heaviness. Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Depression, oppression, is a spirit of heaviness, and we can smother it with the garment of praise. When we are thankful, it brings wholeness into our life. And so we can experience more peace. We can experience more of God's joy. We can experience more of God's presence and awareness of His presence as we are more thankful to Him. Say, I believe that. All right. Secondly, Thanksgiving brings us to wholeness, which includes provision and prosperity. And everybody says, Ooh, all right. <laughs> Giving thanks can cause our things to multiply. And I've got an example of this, great example. In John 6, when Jesus fed the 5,000, in John 6, verse 11, it says, And Jesus took the loaves, where probably everybody here is familiar with this story. He took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. <laughs> and we know the story. This was five loaves, and the Bible says in, in one of the uh, versions of the telling of this story in, in Matthew, Mark, Luther, Luke, or John, that it was five loaves and two small fish. And so here's the thing. We, you know, we can, if we had a crowd of people to feed and we have five bread trucks and two whales, then we would probably be thankful uh, and, and be confident giving thanks for five bread trucks and two whales to feed uh, 5,000 people. The thing that marks Jesus is that what he did is he lifted up five loaves and two small fish, and he gave thanks to God for what he already had, right. not for what he didn't have. Amen. And see, this is so 
important in our lives. When we will give thanks to God for what we have, for the dollar fifty in our pocket instead of the uh, one point five million we wish we had, <coughs> we give we're thankful for what we have. You know what that does? It opens up the way for God to be able to multiply that dollar fifty. Somebody say, all right. And I'm not saying that if you thank God over $1.50, he'll give you $1.5 million. I didn't say that. It was an illustration, just clarifying. <clears throat> but he might. Who knows? <clears throat> you know, I, I can get convicted uh, and, and, uh, about being an ingrate sometimes, you know, not expressing gratitude enough. And I know better. <clears throat> I do. I've been a Christian for a long time. I've lived in third world countries where they don't have uh, near the prosperity what we experience every day. You know, before I came to the class tonight, I looked in my closet and I, I picked out a shirt to wear. And I've got a, I've got a bunch of them. I got a bunch of short sleeve shirts. I've got a bunch of sweaters. I got a bunch of t-shirts. I've got a bunch of pants and she I got I don't have just one pair of shoes. I've got several. And a number. I think I have four pair of tennis shoes. Well, I probably have like seven cuz I've still got some old ones stuck underneath the bed that I could pull out. And you know, we just take for granted those things. A lot of us do. I, I, and see, I know better. I know better than that. I know better than to just take for granted that I have all of this stuff because I understand that there are people, a lot of people in the world that don't have our kind of prosperity. And you know what we can do, is, and this is, this is where we really rob ourselves. When we, when we just take for granted what we've got, instead of expressing praise to God, then we really do rob ourselves. And it's not just about being ungrateful. It's that we, we can withhold the ability to see God multiply and, and give us more. And so we need to practice thanksgiving because it opens the door for God to give us more. All right? Uh, the disciples caught this revelation about the fish and loaves, pun intended. Get it? Caught. Yep, never mind. Okay, uh, John 6 and verse 23 is referring to the miracle of the loaves and fish, and it says they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. <clears throat> the way to God's multiplication and provision is to be thankful for what we have. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. When he says be content with such things as you have, he's saying we ought to be grateful, thank God for what we have, and he's not saying that you'll never get anything more. He's not saying, you know, if you've just got a pair of overalls uh, and one pair of shoes and, and uh, 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 a piece of bread, that you, you 
better be thankful for it because that's all you get. He's not saying that. What he's saying, though, is, is that as we are grateful and content with what we have, we can begin to realize that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us, and what that means is that he's always going to be there to provide. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Tell yourself, I believe that too. All right, Roman numeral two, praise and thanksgiving are the way to the miraculous. This really is powerful. Miracles often involve a human element. So when we're talking about God working miracles, they are only possible with His intervention, right? But there is something that we can do and we can participate in to experience more of God's miraculous power. One of the greatest miracles in the Bible is when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. I'm going to read a part of this story in John 11:39 through 44. Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench, for he's been dead four days. <clears throat> Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you <coughs> that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who were standing by, I said this, they may believe that you sent me. Isn't this interesting? So he's, he's giving uh, an illustration for their benefit. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes uh, and his face wrapped with cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him. And let him go. That's a great story. <clears throat> and so Lazarus was dead. Jesus came. He said, roll back the stone. And for years I preached. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. But before he said the command, Lazarus, come forth, he did something else. He thanked God. See, boy, I get a rush when I say that. <clears throat> See, there's revelation in that. When we are thankful before we see something happen. And, I, and uh, if, if we dare to believe and anticipate God's interventions and thank Him for what He has done, is doing, and we believe Him to do, we'll see more of God's interventions. Said, so, thank you, Father, that you heard me. And he did it for our benefit. <clears throat> okay, in John eleven forty one, 41, Jesus lifted up, up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Can I tell you something? In the needs of our life, our Father hears us. In a psalm, it says that he is so attentive that he even pays attention to our sighs. That's awesome. And so what we ought to do is be thankful, grateful, because it opens the door to him being able to do more and more miracles. All right, being thankful is more than being grateful. It could be the very thing that opens the door to a miracle into the greatest need in our lives. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 and 19, it says, 
in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. See, and there's a linking here with thanksgiving, and then he, there's a warning. Do not quench the Spirit. When we are thankful to God, it releases the presence of God, right? We've talked about that. <clears throat> we enter into His presence and into His courts with thanksgiving. And so when we are thankful, we enter in and our awareness of God's presence is there. When we are not thankful, what we do is we quench the Spirit. And so remember, when we thank God, last week we talked about this, we enter into grace. And grace is His unmerited, unlimited favor, where He does things for us in in our families, in our uh, finances, in our personal lives, in our emotions, and, and God does things. I want God to do more things, don't you? And we'll see more of God's intervention in our life as we practice thanksgiving. <clears throat> we need to remember to practice praise and thanksgiving even when or especially when it's the last thing we feel like doing. And here, here is the reality, <clears throat> and I go back with what I was talking about when we, when we were in our introduction, uh, we can get stuck. And when we're stuck, when we're going through something and we get stuck just focusing on that, we, the, sometimes the last thing we feel like, do, feel like doing is being thankful, right? Because really what we want to do is gripe and complain. Or, you know, if it's, if it, if it's something serious, we, we're, we are grieving. And so that, there's, there's not a, a, a problem with uh, being upset or grieving or, or um, uh, having uh, uh, an issue and sorrow over some of the things that we face, but there is a way that we can enter in to uh, God's presence in a greater way to where He brings intervention when we begin to thank Him even when we don't just feel like it. Okay? So, great example is in Acts 16, 22 through 26, Paul and Silas, uh, the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them in prison, commanding the jailer <coughs> to keep them securely. Having received such charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. That's a good story. So here Paul and Silas, they had been beaten. They, uh, you know, uh, uh, nobody here really thinks that they just felt like praising God. I mean, really? They have been beaten. They're in stocks. They're uh, in excruciating pain. They didn't even feel like being thankful. 
but they begin at, at midnight. And I don't know how long of a time it took from the time they got beaten and put in the stocks until midnight came. But at midnight, they thought, and I just like to think of it this way, that Paul looks at Silas and says, you know what, Silas, we may as well sing. And Silas is inspired, so they begin to sing and begin to praise God, and God shakes the place. Something happens in our life, and change, spiritual change, uh, bondages begin to fall off as we begin to praise God when we don't feel like it, okay? Praise and thanksgiving in the worst of circumstances is something that we can do to offer God, praise and thanksgiving. That's why it's called the sacrifice of praise. <clears throat> Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, Therefore, by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. It's called a sacrifice of praise because it can be the last thing we feel like doing. It's a sacrifice. When you're uh, troubled, when you're going through something, when your mind is distracted or harassed, sometimes the, the thing we feel uh, less likely to do is to just thank you, Jesus. And he's not, he's not saying we thank God for the situation we're in. We thank God in the midst of it and say thank you, Jesus, that you are... You are Lord over this circumstance. You are Lord over my body. You are Lord over my family. You are Lord over my future. You are Lord. Oh, I thank you that you are my provider. And when we do that in the midst of our uh, need, it opens the way for God to do something miraculously. I've got a story I want to read you, it's a true story that happened. It's, it's a great illustration of this, and it is recorded in a book called Healing from Heaven. Uh, the author was Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans, and she tells a story about a woman that went to China as a missionary, uh, and this was a long time ago when China was open to receiving the gospel. It was uh, much more uh, open doors. It was uh, pre-Mao, pre-communism. And so this missionary, while she's there, contracted smallpox. And in those days, there was no cure uh, that existed for the disease. Uh, the doctors couldn't do anything for her. Uh, uh, there was no hope. People that got smallpox just died. And so uh, this woman was quarantined in her room, and those ugly uh, smallpox marks covered her body from, from her head to her feet. And so there she is uh, with little medical attention. She's destitute in a, a faraway country, and she virtually had been given up to die. And she didn't uh, uh, have any other real recourse except to begin to lay hold of God. And so she began to pray, and, and God, as she was praying, spoke to her and told her to praise Him for His faithfulness to keep His Word. And so then God showed her a vision of two baskets. In one basket 
contained the test and the trial that she was going to through, and it was overflowing. That basket was full. And then there was another basket God showed her, and this was her basket of, of praise and thanksgiving, and it was only half full. And God spoke to her, and he says, when your praise basket is full, your healing will be complete. And so this woman, she just she's laying in this room, quarantined, and she just began to praise God. Day and night, she's thanking God. And the people that were listening to her thought, well, that poor lady, she just lost her mind. And so she's thanking God. She, she worships him uh, for his greatness, for everything that he had done in her life. She praised him for his faithfulness to his word. She praised him that she was going to be healed. She praised God and praised God and praised God, and they all thought she was nuts. But the results were, in several days, uh, that uh, praise God showed her, showed, her, showed her that her basket of praise was full and overflowing, and she walked out of that quarantine room completely healed, and her skin didn't have a blemish on it. Miraculously, not only healed from smallpox, but from any evidence that she ever had the disease. That's awesome. And see, that's a great story of what God did, right? But God help us. God help me to remember in the midst of my circumstance to continue to be thankful and see what God will do. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And he says, with thanksgiving, pray, because when we enter in, this is our lesson from last week, when we enter into thanksgiving, we enter into grace, and grace is God's unlimited, unmerited favor. It's where God's power can be manifested, and there is power tonight in thanksgiving. So there are three main points that we covered in this lesson last week and this week. Praise and thanksgiving are the way into God's presence. It's the way into wholeness, body, soul, and spirit, and it's the way into the miraculous. Now, I want you to tell yourself, I believe it, and I will practice it in Jesus' name. All right, let's bow our heads and let's pray. I want to lead you in a prayer and confession and we're going to just believe God for a releasing of His power in our lives tonight. I want you to just pray this with me. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way for me to experience more of Your presence, Your wholeness, and Your miracles in my life. I will stand against oppression by giving thanks in all things. Thank you, Jesus, for being my provider. Thank you, Jesus, for being my healer. Thank you, Jesus, for being my emotional well-being. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your presence in my life, in your name, 
Jesus. Amen. Let's give the Lord thanks, would you? We do thank you, Lord. Praise God. And I just want to pray over you. If you would just bow your heads and let's just, uh, let's just receive from God. Lord, we do thank you tonight for all that you are to us. And I know that there are those here uh, this evening that are in need financially. And I, we thank you that you are our provider. I pray releasing of resource and finances. I pray for those here tonight. And thank you, Lord, that you are the Lord that heals us. We release healing and, and miracles in bodies tonight that pain would disappear, that any growth that someone is concerned about would dissolve. God, that your uh, uh, ability to relieve pain in backs and, and uh, from arthritis in Jesus' name, healing flowing by the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We praise you for it, Lord. Thank you for your peace in our hearts and lives, Lord. You are our peace. We praise you for purchasing that. We thank you for the manifestation of your peace and of your joy in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. That concludes our lesson for tonight. Remember, next Wednesday night, if you show up, you didn't miss the rapture. You just forgot the announcement. And so no Wednesday night. We'll resume a week from Wednesday. At Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.